Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. But sometimes you can't adjust. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm going to talk about two types. I'm talking about stock. And I'm also going to talk about options. And uh, what if the stock does drop? What can you do? Uh, and this is what we call our SOS trade. Uh, SOS stands for stock option spread. Because I'm going to lay a spread on top of my current stock position. And I'm going to do it for free. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast. Brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Okay. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have two special guests online, Chris Mercer and Rance Mayshek. Both of them are the founders of MarketGear.com, and this is a special sponsored episode. We want to make sure you head on over to MarketGear.com slash Chris Ewell, that's me, and check out their MarketGear platform. You're going to get two weeks for free and... 50% off your first month of the Market Gear platform, which is pretty amazing, honestly. Every time Rance comes on and shows me something, I'm like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. So, guys, thanks for uh, coming back on the show today. I I'm interested to learn more because you're telling me that whenever I place a, an options trade, there's actually ways to fix the trade. Oh, it's not only options. I'm going to show you how to fix a, fix a stock, too. Uh, you can't do that, right? You can only buy or sell. Is there really a way to repair it? There is Mag magic wand. There's a magic <laughs> wand. Where's my Harry Potter magic wand from? Here? <laughs> exactly. So we can, you know, interact with all the, th the things there. I keep it real nerdy at my house. I mean, I've shown them before. I got stormtrooper helmets and, and uh, uh, Star Wars uh, and Harry Potter stuff all over the place. So uh, I, I'm a, up for it. There's a whole stack of wands right over here from a collection of the different Harry Potter ones sometimes. Perfect. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys. So, so tell me, pull out the magic wands and 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 show me show me some magic here. I'm I'm actually really excited to learn this. Rance was asking me before what what kind of um, strategies I use, and I was like, I just keep it really simple, just selling put spreads. I mean, but you know, I got to tell you, um, I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, out of the money call spreads, like you and I talked about last mm -hmm. time. That's another mm -hmm. thing on my radar. Um, so well, you know, it's so, like it's a difference of of uh, you know, it's a little bit of different risk thing, but it's also the reward thing, right? So to put spread, you have a, a, a you know pretty limited gain to your risk thing, and the other way you get you know you have much a much greater gain potential, but it has to move, right? So we we're talking about riding the trend. Mm -hmm. uh, today we're going to talk about what happens when you're wrong with that trend, right? What happens when if it, if it goes different than you thought it was going to go, uh, and what a lot of people do, uh, you know, and. Well, we're going to talk about what a lot of people do, but we're also going to talk about what you can do instead. So that's going to be very well, really cool. Well, let me ask you this. So I'm I'm a firm believer of if if you're going up with the trend, you know, following the trend with put spreads and things like that, that that's kind of my MO. Um, but let's say the trend breaks, right? At that point, I get out. Are you, are you suggesting maybe we do something else besides exit? <laughs> so, so let me ask you, have you ever had times where, okay, you're in a stock, and I'm going to talk about, let's keep it simple at first. I want to talk about just a stock purchase and then I'm okay. going to get into options, right? Sure. But you're in a stock and um, uh, let me ask you, have you ever been really good at picking the top? I mean, like <laughs> right, you know talking, right there and you buy it, right? And then boom, there's this pullback, right? I, I've, I've been there a bunch of times. Yeah, right? I, I think I've probably been there a couple of times too, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's one of those that, uh, you know, it, you know, it can, it can bite you, right? It can happen. And uh, so if in a case like this, where you know, you're seeing this thing going up and you get into it and there's a pullback, maybe not right when you get in, but you're right. And it pulls back and you didn't get out. Um, uh, so, so one of the things you can do is you can cut your losses, right? You get out. Mm -hmm. uh, but if it's pulled back and now you feel like, okay, that's done. 
we really have, you know, there's reasons why now we really feel like it's going to be continuing to go higher. It's, you know, it might be earnings, might be whatever it is that you think from this point, there's a chance to go higher. But in the meantime, you have to have it move up quite a bit, you know, back to where you bought it to be at break even. Right. And I'm going to show you how to have it go half that move and get back to break even. Right. Okay. So it goes back up half that. I'll show you. And I'm going to show you that. So let me let me jump in and uh, let me share my screen here real quick. Do you, and do you think all the people who uh, bought GameStop at 500 can use this <laughs> or is it too late for that? <laughs> it's a little too late for that. I, I'll tell you what, I think that, you know, the GameStop game, uh, thing is uh, it's interesting. It's not the normal market. I, I will tell you that I don't know that this is the, the right strategy for that. Although uh, I hadn't tried to price it on that, uh, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, but it's something that. Uh, Actually, it'd be interesting to price line, but the uh, this is in a situation where we're talking about something like, uh, in fact, in my example here, am I am I am I sharing? You seeing that? Do we yep. do it? Do it right? Okay, cool. Uh, the um, uh, so first of all, I just want to make a, a quick comment here about this because we're going to get into some examples here, and these are real examples and uh, and that. But uh, anything I share today is educational. There's nothing here that should be construed as any kind of a recommendation for a specific position in the market. Right. So, so what happens if your outlook changes and what can you do with that? Well, what most people will do is uh, write it out, which is, mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you've probably heard this saying before, but what turns a short term trade into a long term investment faster than the stock going in the wrong direction? Right. Yeah, you know, it's the, absolutely. Right? And so people end up holding it way too long. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't cut their losses. And, um, you know, and they end up in a, in a bad situation, not necessarily the right way to go unless you have a real good reason to write it out. Uh, but, uh, you know, that which, which brings us to the second one. Sometimes the answer is cut your losses, but sometimes you can't adjust. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I'm going to talk about two types. I'm talking about stock. And I'm also going to talk about options. And uh, what if the stock does drop? What can you do? Uh, and this is what we call our SOS trade. Uh, SOS stands for stock option spread because I'm going to lay a spread on top of my current stock position and I'm going to do it for free. And oh, wait, 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 <laughs> free. You said free, I right? Say free. Did the mic go out or, or something? Did nope, you say I, you know, free? I said free. We're going to show you how to do a repair All right. that won't even cost you to do. Do you need at least 100 shares to do this? You do need. Now, I will, that is a very important point there. Okay. Thank you for bringing that up because you do need uh, 100 shares. You, you st options are traded in contracts, and the contracts uh, control 100 shares of stock. So if you're going to match it up to that, you're going to need to be you know, matched with that, uh, that scenario, that situation. Okay. All right. Sure. So let me just share with you. Uh, this was a trade I did on uh, on Zoom, uh, and this was my entry date. This comes from uh, you know one of the the cool things about uh, our platform is it tracks all of your activity with a specific stock and what your profitability is and all that. Our journaling thing, and one of the things that that will do is it will put on here when you. In fact, actually here you cool. see. I opened a trade here and I closed it here. It shows a green line, which means I made money on the trade. And if I hover on the on this, I can see what it was and how much I made. And it does I, that automatically when you automatic, log the trade. Automatically, just wow, that's great. That's really cool, Rance. I actually do that myself manually on another platform. How cool! Yeah. Just yep. just to be clear, Chris, you don't have to log the trade. It does the whole thing for you, and it tags what type of trade it was. It knows everything. That is correct. Yep. Rance, Rance pulled up, pulled the journal back up and showed the hashtag. Hang on. I mean, you really are talking some magic here. You don't have to do anything? No. No, it's completely auto-journaling. I'm going to go to the full journals thing for just a second. Let me just show this you. This is not like fake surprise here, folks. This is like legit surprise. I didn't know yeah. you could do that. So what this has in it, let me uh, go to Life of Trade because it's kind of a better way to view it. Um, so what this will do, I have all my accounts over here on the left. I have a bunch of accounts um, and more than most people have because some of this is for testing and that. And let me go down to where we have some closed out. All right, so... All of these that that have a number on the right here, this shows me here uh, that I bought. Th this is a closed out trade. I bought it on uh, six fifteen, closed it on uh, nine eighteen. It was in it for ninety five days, and I made four thousand dollars on it. If I click on that, I can go see exactly what those positions are. I can even go in and see what my fills were and any notes that I did on this. Um, the system not only does it journal automatically, it automatically identifies the type of trade you're doing. If it's an options trade, we identify nearly 80 different option strategies in the platform. Um, we're and, 80 option strategies. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, you got you know double diagonals and broken wing butterflies and you know all these little fancy things, as uh, along with your standards, you know, your long call or your bull calls or whatever. And then what happens with any trade you do, you can add tags to the trade. 
And uh, so it'll automatically tag the strategy, but you can add whatever other tag you want. And then what it will do is it will track you, every one of those trades you did. So, you know, if, if I look at here, the, um, uh, you know, here's the bull put. Now, this is a demo account. So I gotta tell you that I'm not, uh, I brought up a different one. You'd see a lot better results on this, but let me just show you. Uh, here's my bull puts. We were talking about that type of trade, right? So I've done 14 bulls, bull puts. I've won 78% of the time. Average trades 26 days. And, you know, that's not particularly exciting, but that's I've made on average $27 a trade. If I brought up my normal account, you'd see a lot more interesting on it. But, but it shows you here exactly, uh, you know, what, you know, I've done, I've done, uh, uh, nine bull call, uh, just long calls. Average ones made twelve hundred dollars. Uh, average time in trade seventy one days. And you know what? Average trades twelve hundred dollar profit. I've only won thirty three percent of the time, but I'm still making the money on it because of the nature of how. I'm doing. And then down mm -hmm. at the bottom, I'll keep track of the whole thing for you. Um, you know, and show you here that I've done one hundred and twenty seven trades, one fifty eight percent of the time. Average trades one hundred and twenty days. Average profit and then total profit for the window wow. of time. You can adjust. Cool. All sorts of things. You can look at specific accounts. You can look at specific time frames. I can go dive into certain tags. And then it also uh, graphs all this stuff out for me so that I can see how my portfolio has grown, what my win-loss ratios are, and all that stuff. All completely automatic just by trading through the platform. So it's a very powerful piece of- So uh, what of, brokers does this integrate with? Um, so we have uh, uh, TD Ameritrade, and you know, of course, with them going with Schwab, I'm, you know, it's gonna come together. Uh, we got E-Trade, uh, Choice Trade, uh, uh, Trading Block. Um, there are uh, quite a few of the, the main ones out there, and we're also in discussions to bring a few more on as well. Um, huh. And by the way, even if you have an account that does not, it's not supported by the platform yet, you can still log it. Now you do have to go in and tell it, but uh, it may, there's a real easy method to be able to log trades you did at a firm that we're not connected to. Well, I, I mean, even if you do have to log it, I am a huge advocate of tracking your trades. Yep. I mean, like I do that on every single trade. I tell anyone I work with, you have to log every trade. Number one, if it will help you so much as a trader to realize this is working when that's not working, which is one of the reasons why I've gone down to such a simple strategy. Because at one point I actually thought that iron condors were my thing, right? I was like slapping iron condors on every day of the week and not taking into account trend trading at all. And then I, I at the end of the year, looked at my portfolio and I saw that 90% of the dollars that I lost came from iron condors. And I'm like, why in the world am I doing these? Like, that's a yep. terrible idea. And I would not have realized that had I not kept track of my trades along the way. So and, and I, I think that's fantastic. Right? It is. And when the thing is, if you do track it that way, let's say you do it, a, you know, an Excel spreadsheet or a Google doc, whatever, uh, it's still, how are you going to extrapolate out all that information? Um, it still yeah. works. Right. It still work. You have to get, you know, become a spreadsheet expert to go figure all that out where this it's a little form to put in the trade. It looks exactly like a trade ticket. You just put it in there. If it's and if it's connected with us, it's automatic anyway. And then uh, and then it's going to do all this research for you automatically. And you can go do all sorts of things to go uh, go work through that. So it's a pretty cool Rance, little I process. Tell you, I actually am a spreadsheet expert certified. I <laughs> took four exams. Microsoft Office Specialist Master. I, I am a certified spreadsheet nerd from a previous life. So, yeah, I got to tell you, for somebody else, this this is probably going to be a lot easier. <laughs> right, it, 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 and it's just, it, it, it really does work really well. And it's uh, something that when you put a trade on, the only thing that you, you need to do when you put a trade on is if there's anything, uh, we don't have time to get into it today. I'll tell you what, if you want to do a journaling, uh, a thing on journaling, whether it's on our platform, you're doing it, a spreadsheet, whatever. I, I'd love to do a session on that because there are some real important things that we've learned in the years of doing this that's important to journal and and how it's going to impact your results long term. And would would love to share that with you guys. The, um, the biggest the biggest thing to us was just, you know, most brokers are all brokers obviously have give you a report, right? You can run a PL report. Well, that's not really going to give you the information you need to figure out where not. you're really making money. It's just not enough. And so what we really wanted to focus on was how do we give you a quick visual that can I mean Think about it. Even when he's just looking at the tags page here, you know, you can see long calls and 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 all these, and you can just look at them and go, okay, what what am I not making money on? It's that simple. Maybe I should just stop doing that uh, at all, and and we're done. Like that's that's it, right? So that's what we were going for. And and by the way, the other thing about this is that if you do a trade from one of the scans inside the platform, it also automatically tags it, not only what the strategy is, but what scan you use to find it. Hey, that's right? cool. Yeah, little things like that. So pretty cool little parts to that. Uh, but let me jump back in here as we're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Show, show, uh, us, yeah, uh, I, show us how we adjust things. All right. So 
if I, um, uh, so I'm going to look at Zoom here and I'm going to go into um, my uh, position here on Zoom. And uh, there's a couple things that we can do that will, um, uh, let me make sure. So this would right. in theory be, I hold 100 shares of Zoom. It's gone down. I don't know what to do. Well, no, I take that back. I do know what to do because Rance is about to teach me, there right? Right. Right. Gotcha. So, so if you look at this, by the way, this is, a, I didn't have it on for just a moment ago, but this is uh, when you're trading through the platform, it will show you your cost basis right here. That line across this, that's where I bought the stock at. Oh, cool. Right? So I get to see that too, right? <laughs> it's like everything I do manually, you do automatically. Right, right there, right? So, <laughs> uh, so now I go and I look at this. Well, I'm going to see how I can adjust that uh, and work this. So uh, I want to figure out how I can get to profit quicker. Now, so what I'm going to take the outlook here, I'm going to take is I still expect it to go up from here. Now, we'll, we'll just take a look at this. I'm not, uh, you know, we got a support level. We'll, we'll see. Um, for our example, I'm not making a judgment. I'm using Zoom as the example here. I'm not making a judgment call that I think it's going to go up. I'm just going to show you how to use it with this because I have You're this. You're just saying there's on. a bullish case for Zoom there's in your mind as There's a bullish case for Zoom. Investor. What could I do, right? Right. So where would the stock have to go for me to get to back to break even? It's at 367 today. I bought it at uh, at 451, it would have to go back up to 451 for right. me to be able to profit. Yeah. Right. If I, if I'm just holding the stock. So what we're going to do is something a little different. So losing sleep at night. Cause you know, that that's a hundred dollar move on a hundred shares. So, right. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're, you're, you're wondering like, did you make the right move? I'm not really sure. I'm down 10 grand on the trade. What can I do? Rance? Right. So what we're going to do here is we're going to come in and, um, what now I'm, I'm going to tell you that the, there's a couple, well, you'll see it as I do this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go look at buying uh, uh, an at the money option right now. Uh, kind of my call or put? Call, call call? Option, an at okay. the money call option. So right now the stock's at, you know, 366 from change. So I'm going to go with the 36750. Okay. That's $28. I need to pay for that to do this trade. How am I going to pay for it? I'm going to sell two of another option. Okay. So, so, so what I'm going to do to figure that out, really simple. I'm going to take that that uh, twenty eight uh, ten and divide that by two. That's fourteen fifty. I need to bring in fourteen dollars and fifty cents. So I go look at this. Where can I bring in fourteen fifty? I can bring in fourteen fifty by selling the three ninety seven. Okay, you with me? Yeah. Right. So, so we're I'm, selling a call spread. I'm selling a call spread. Well, no, I'm no, no. I'm buying a bull call spread. That's what I bought the 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 twenty eight the three sixty seven for twenty eight. Okay. And then I'm selling the three ninety seven so for we're buying 14, an at the money call spread. Okay. Right. And then selling that that. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sell it twice. And you're gonna I'm sell a naked call with it. Well, am I naked? No, because you have the stock. Man, that's the, that, I'll tell you what, that was, you talk about how, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. You know, you, you talk about, oh, I try to keep it simple. You see it right away, right? I, I'm buying, I'm doing the call spread and that's going to cost me money. I'm paying for that by selling another call against the stock I own. So you're but doing it, a covered call, an out of the money covered call with a call, full call spread. Call spread. Yep. Okay. I, or a, or conceptually, a call I grasp. Okay. Yep. Yep, uh, uh, debit call vertical, right? So now if you look at my risk graph over here, there's a problem. My problem is I never got above the break-even line. No. You see this, right? So so uh, you know what so I should have done? does that help me here? at all? Well, yo, it helps you. It helps you. Let me, let me do something real quick. I'm going to clear this because I want to take a snapshot of the stock, right? Because I want us to compare it to the stock itself and see where we happen here. So now I'm going to go out and do that same thing again, do that, and do the- uh, okay. uh, So the, we're that selling out the money- or an at the money bull call spread. Right. Yep. Or buying an at the money bull call spread and selling an yeah. extra call, selling that extra call, whatever call right. I sold on the bull call spread, I'm going to do that. But here's okay. my problem. That break even lines up here. I'm yeah. down here. I want to get to that break even line. How do I do this? Now I start rolling the whole position up. So instead of doing the at the money, I'm going to do slightly out. And now if I do this, you'll see that. Oh, I see it moving. That. Yeah. You see it moving over here. So uh -huh. now what it worked out to is instead of doing the 60, uh, the, the 367, I'm going to go 12 bucks out more. I'm going to go to the 380, but watch this. Let me show you something down. I go one more. Uh, the, the difference of that, that little loss will make up from the bid ask spread. We'll see that in just a second. But um, so now if I do this, let me go uh, big with this and show you what's set up here. If I were to hold the stock, it would uh -huh. have to go all the way back up to where I bought it, right? 
um, which was at that uh, that four. Uh, what did I say that was? Where did I buy the stock at? That was at the four fifty. Whatever that was. Uh, yeah. Yep. So and then, uh, but by doing this now, as the stock starts to go up into the spread, what's happening? And, and mind you, when I did this trade, it didn't cost me. Uh, to do because I'm using the money from one to pay for the other. But now as it goes up in this space here, what happens is I make the money on the stock plus I make the money on the bull call spread that cost me nothing to do because I use the out of the money call that I sold against the stock to pay for my, my vertical oh, spread. Grants, this is real advanced. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. We... Let, me, let me break it down. Really simple. There's a really simple thing on it. If the stock Wherever the stock's at, doesn't matter if it's profit, not whatever. Wherever the stock is today, if you were to buy the stock, you're going to make a dollar for every dollar the stock goes up. Right. Right. If I were to do a bull call spread through the spread, yeah. through the spread, I'm going to make a dollar for, we're talking expiration number from them. I'll keep it simple. Right. An expiration number, every dollar the stock goes up through the spread up until the upper strike. I also bring in a dollar. I'm just My, having a hard time understanding conceptually how um, the trajectory has like increased. The angle of profitability, you could say, has uh, uh, has gotten steeper. How did that happen? Because I have a bull call spread, right? I I, I have a bull call spread. Right. So if I were to let, let, let's uh, and, and I appreciate this because I know this is a little complicated concept, but it, yeah, this is this is, is a deep one. I like it. It's though. a deep one, but it's it's a really powerful uh, way way to approach this. So if I clear this for just a second, and, and I'm not taking stock, additional risk because I sold the two calls. Say that again. And I'm not taking any additional risk because I sold the two calls. Yep. Yep. So, so if you bought, so, so forget anything about the picture of the risk graph and the amped up thing and all that, let's just break it yeah. down. True. If I did a bull call spread and when, again, we have to, for, for this, to keep it simple, we're talking about expiration numbers. If I did a bull call spread and I got the bull call spread for free, I didn't pay for it. Every dollar the stock goes above my lower strike. I make a dollar right up to yeah. the upper strike. Right. right. So, and if I own the stock, Every dollar the stock goes up, I make a dollar. So now what's happening is I have a bull call spread on that makes a dollar for every dollar the stock goes up. And I own the stock that makes a dollar for every dollar the stock goes up. I so am. every dollar the stock goes up, I'm making two bucks. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay, okay. And my, my first thought looking at this is like, that doesn't make sense to me because it, it, you're, you're doing exactly that. You're making more than a one for one here. But I'm you're, because you're making two for one. Right. With this setup. Yeah. And there's one more piece, right? Yep. And there's more. <laughs> Magic wand. <Yep>. Yes. <laughs> Coming back. So so the fact that you have the the bull call spread making you money for free. For free. Because you didn't pay for it, because you use the out of the money call from the covered call of the stock to cover the cost of your bull call spread. So now every dollar the stock goes up, you're able to make money, um, make two for one up, up to a point, up to a point, because don't forget, now you did an out of the money bull call, so, uh, out of the money covered call. So when it hits that strike, you can't make any more money. You're going to, you're going to cap out at that point in time because I sold the call. But if I look at this, the difference between this is if the stock gets up to $4 and 15 cents, I'm going to be at the same place as if I held on to the stock until the stock got up to 451. Yeah, I understand. I mean, you brought in your break-even point by 25 bucks or whatever it is. There. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, yeah. I brought my break-even point down by a substantial amount because of the fact it was actually 35, by the way, I had to look at the math too, but I dropped my break-even point by $35 by doing this and it cost me nothing to do. Now, how's that legal? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'll tell you, it's a, it's a really cool strategy that, uh, I actually learned this from, uh, uh, if you know, uh, uh John Nigerian, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. all the time, yep. Yep, all the time. Right. When, back when he was a uh, floor trader, I had met him years ago and this was a lunch conversation I had with him and he showed me how to do this. 
And I wow. was like, that's pretty awesome, man. That's, I've never and, heard of this before. And, and, this and was, what would what'd you call this? The stock I this the SOS trade, right? So, so the stock goes down, you're freaking out. SOS, stock option spread. Because what you do, you have a stock, and I'm now doing an option spread. In this case, the, 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 the bullish vertical. Right, the uh -huh. bullish call vertical or bull call spread, and I'm paying for the bull call spread by using the money from the out of the money covered call on the stock. And the thing is, people will say, "Well, yeah, but then it caps out your gain." Well, if you still like it, go back in, right? Whatever yeah. you know, you can still go. But but now I'm back. I'm I'm back to hold thirty five dollars lower than I would be if I just continue to hold the stock. What if you did this like week over week? Because this this looks to me like it has negative theta versus positive theta. But if you're if you're taking in a credit on the trade overall, then you're not losing out. Right. Yep. Yep. You're huh. correct. So you could absolutely uh, do this. So uh, there's there's a lot of what you know. We, we already talked about this a little bit to wrap your head around, right? So the 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 challenge we have here is that in order to do this, um, you know, trying to get this off in a few minutes in a podcast and make it have people understand it. The idea here is get the concept and then let's go go find out how this because you can absolutely. I'm not sure what it's called elsewhere. I've always called it the the SLS trade because people are freaking out about their stock going down and you know and it's this combination of a stock and option spread. But, I just uh, love the fact that like if you still have a bullish bias to the stock, mm -hmm. this is not. Like the uh, protective put we talked about in the last episode. This is, hey, I want to try and bring in my uh, break-even point because I still have a bullish thesis on the stock. I'm not worried about about the other way. I, I I feel at this point we are going to go up, and by doing this, I can bring in my break-even point by thirty-five dollars in this example. Right, that was yep. really really interesting. Generally speaking, when you do this, whatever the the if you do this right, what you want to do is you want to get to break even halfway back up. Mm -hmm. Right, so simple numbers. If it goes from a hundred down to eighty, by the time it gets to ninety, I'm whole again. Right, that that's the idea behind this, and uh, and so then I'm whole. And if I still like it, I want to stay. You know, do your trade. But in the meantime, you fixed what you were instead of having to wait till it gets all the way up to that. In this case, four fifty one. Yeah. In this case, uh, to be at four fifteen instead of four fifty one. That's a big difference to get back to break even. Right now. I do want to mention because you you bring this up and I, it always comes up as a question here. Well, uh, wait a minute, that was a repair. Do I have to repair it? Why right? not just but, cut your losses, right? Well, well, well that's that, my thought. Right? But well, that you can do that. But if you really feel like it's coming back up, you can you can do this repair. But you know what? You can also do this as an entry trade. I don't have to do this as a repair. I can do it as an entry trade, and to do that. Um, that's the trade right now. So I just mm. went back to Facebook that I'm not in right this second. You go by Facebook today, go by a call at the money, go as far as you can out of the money that two out of the money calls will pay for the call you're buying. And now that's what you got as a, um, uh, as your risk graph this... for the trade. And if I were to compare that to just buying the stock, um, that's, that's the difference between the well, two. Not stocks. only that, but like if let, I mean, cause lots of people love a cover call. Um, yeah, it's, it's like I, a double cover call. Well, yeah, you just—it's a race to get. I mean, you're going to make money twice as fast up to a point. Right. right. That's really cool too. I'm just saying. I mean, if you are a cover call kind of person, this is a double cover call. Right. right. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's. It's using the premium from the covered call to get to to basically own a, a free call spread to make money on that. Movement. Why don't people know this, Rance? I mean, if you're giving me an option like a cover call that makes money twice as fast, and I love a cover call anyway. Right. Why don't why does anybody know this? Well, you know, we're we're trying to get the message out. You know, the, 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 I will tell you there is one difference because in a covered call, if the stock doesn't move, I still bring in the premium. Right. This case, I do want it to move, so I have a small. I have to have a small bullish bias okay. versus stagnant. But uh, but you know, most people going on a covered call already have a bullish bias. So they wouldn't do it in the first case because I don't want the risk of the stock. Right. So this is a way to amp that return up. Uh, even more. It's a it's a really cool strategy to do. This is cool, Rance. Oh, Chris, I'm, I'm flattered Chris, to have you on and going through all this. This is yep. cool. So, so well, uh, one other thing, one other thing, just yep. Chris, to answer your question, why does nobody know this? Okay, this is part of why we've built the platform that we have. Because even if you go to most brokerage platforms, are they showing you visually this? Right. No, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like right. I, I had one years ago that did, but I've been searching for literally this right here where I could plot out my trade before right. I entered it instead of right. after I entered it. And most broker platforms, they're going to give you pricing. They're going to give you a put call chain. You know, they might have a little more than that, but they're not going to give you this level of visual detail. And obviously when you see it visually, it makes a lot more sense, right? If I try to yeah. 
if I tried to talk to you about this without the platform, you would still be scratching your head. I mean, just straight up, right? So yeah. that's what that's why people don't know is because there's not enough uh, options platforms out there that that can make this a visual process for the people. This is uh, cool. And but by the way, the other little cool thing about this is I, I can look at three trades. We have two on here. Let me keep it simple. We'll just go with the like two. Like three different ideas that you're right. like mulling around. Yeah, right. So I've got wow. like the, the, I buy the stock. I can look at a bull call spread. I could look at this trade we just talked about. I can compare all three of them. Um, and that any trade I do, I can just take a snapshot of it, right, and and look at it. So I took a snapshot of that trade, and now I've got the stock itself uh, is a comparison here. So we're just going to do these two, and I can sit here and look at okay, this is the cost of the one. This is the cost of the other. I decide which one I want to do, and then you select it. Like if I like this one better, the the one with the spread, all I have to do then is go click the with that one selected. Go click the trade button, and it fills in the ticket for you with everything you need to be able to go do that trade. I'm shaking my head in disbelief. It it is so. So literally, you compare three trades together, pick the one you want, hit the trade button, fills it in, ready to go. So it's a pretty cool way to be able to uh, uh, to to do this, and and you know, and again, we saw earlier in the, where I was moving it up and down, you know, based on uh, you know th- th- my little rolling icons here, where I can move the trade around and optimize its position and yeah. all that. It's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. So um, now I, I'd like to open up time-wise. I I I don't won't be able to go to the whole concept here, but I would like to just mention a little bit about we're talking about stock. Well. A couple weeks ago, we talked about um, uh, Roku in a bull call spread. Mm-hmm. So what happens if I? So we talked about what is a stock thing. Well, let's. I just want to show you real quick here. If I uh, let me switch account thing uh, real quick here, do this, and I want to bring up a uh, my, my bull call spread that we actually did um, on uh, on this. And I know sometimes in the sharing it takes a second. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I had a little. Uh, I did uh, on Skype. It causes a little tiny bit of a latency in um, in some of the, the the click here, so I need to just go that one more time. Yeah, no worries. Um, and uh, so what I want to show here is the uh, the trade, and um, you know it didn't work out exactly how I had anticipated. Uh, although we still have plenty of time, it's not a problem. I just want to show there's a uh, there's a uh, uh, something you can do with this if you uh, want. Um, Will it be magical as well? Yeah, it will. It oh will. man, I can't wait. Um, although we're, we're we seem to be a little there we go. It's a, di- it's a different type of wand, but it's it's a different magic. type of wand, right? So yes. so it's it's like Harry Potter kind of magic versus like Star Wars Jedi kind of magic. There you right? go. There you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my wife <laughs> cannot stand how nerdy I get. Around <laughs> <here>. <laughs> my kids are into it, but my wife's like, nah, we don't do that. <laughs> We were talking about putting things behind me on my wall here and what we should do with that. And I was like, wait, you know, the the things that I have, because um, I'm a little geeked out in that, you know, between those kind of things and having a 3D printer, usually I have a 3D printer project going on. I just got a 3D printer. I, I kid you not. It's on the other side of my monitors here. Really? That's Yeah. Right. Okay, oh, now, man. How funny. Well, while I'm pulling this up, just got to ask, what brand? Uh, I got the Ender 3 version 2. Okay. You know that one? Yeah, I am very. Yep. Yes. Yep. I got um, that one mainly because like that, that seems to be like a really common one. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to get some obscure knockoff. Like I want to make sure that when I go into forums to look for help, like people are talking about it already. Uh, yep. So um, I happen to get the, uh, the Snapmaker because uh, Snapmaker is also a CNC and a laser. So oh, it's a laser cool. better thing. So, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm we having to rebrand this podcast to like the uh, right. exceptional nerd podcast, right? Who <laughs> uh, <laughs> so happen to talk about stocks? I am having, uh, we're, we're, I'm, and I'm seeing my network tab thing here with the Zoom. It's caused me a little bit of a problem. Let me take one last talk, uh, hit at the. Oh wait a minute. Let's do the. Uh, I'm in the room, Prime Virtual. I'm just having a little connectivity issue with our uh, with our uh, session going on. Yeah, and it's. Um, let me see if I did positions. Make sure I've got it in the right account. Um, Roku. There we go. All right. So, um, and so what we can, this is like, let me just tell you that. So what I can do here is I'm going to share two ideas. One is I was in a bull call spread and now my viewpoint changed and I'm now bearish. So I'm going to show that I can, uh, yep, I can flip this, um, and I, I'm going to tell you something. I apologize. We're having a connectivity issue, and I'm having trouble getting that up. But what the the idea behind it uh, here is that um, let's say if I'm in, let's take the 390, 400 as an example here. If I'm in this trade, um, 
And uh, if I do this, I'll just go well, one more try here, and we'll see if we can get. Yeah, this. I do want and this to come through because I'm interested. Because like, like imagine you're 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 like a long short person, right? If something's above a trend line, you're going to go long. If something's below a trend line, you can go short. And that sounds to me like something easy to flip in this way might be something you could do. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, okay, so you got my in this, um, I'm I'm going to take the position I'm in, uh, and. I love the fact that we're happy. There we go. There we go. All right. So here's my position. Thanks. Uh, there we go. So uh, here's the position I'm in. I'm currently in the 410, 430. And when I look at my chain, by the way, it flags it for me. So I know exactly where I'm at. So hang on. We're, we're looking at out of the money call spreads. No right. stock, just out of the money. No stock. This is, I'm just bull in a bull call spread. Call. It's okay. a call spread. I'm in the 410, 430. Okay. And uh, the stock pulled back and it's now at 389. Right. right. So this has no chance of profiting right now. Right now, gotcha. you know, now I'm out to April. Remember I said always buy more time than you think you need, right? right. So I've got it, a possibility, right now, but right now it's not looking good, right? right. Yeah. So if my viewpoint is that this now has changed and I'm bearish, okay. what I can do is I'm going to go buy back my, um, uh, so th this is the 430 call. I'm, sh I'm short. A little red arrow means I sold it, right? If I look over here, I can see it. I'm short it. So okay. I'm going to go buy that back. That's going to cost okay. me 36 bucks. You're going to close that. But, so, right. But then what I'm going to okay. do is I'm going to flip this around and I'm going to do the same spread. 410, 430, 20-hour spread. I'm going to go 410, 390. Now that one, I'm going to bring in $49, right? So I'm going to bring in a huge chunk on that one and see what it did to my position. That did flip it. it what did, did that do it. to your risk? Like your your um, capital so in the, it, in the so trade. So what I what happened is this without getting between spread or anything. It did add a little bit of money to the trade. So I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to, that, that's one of the things about exiting is always an option. Don't go letting the tail wag the dog, right? Don't get don't just chasing this. Make a decision. But if it really looks like, hey, it broke through a support level, it's breaking down, and we want to flip it, we can do this. And it does add some cost to the trade, but now but now, if you look at this, now I'm in a bear call, and all it has rare. to do yeah. is stay here or go lower, and I'm going to bring in the money, right? Because that's my, that's where the stock is today. So I can still profit from this, even if it doesn't um, go uh, go up at all or go down anymore, right? If it just stays here, I'm still going to be able to profit from it. And if it goes down, of course, I still have that profit ability as well. And so, uh, you know, just to show that, if I were to uh, let me take my snapshot here again, and now if I um, if I flip it with a snapshot, so you can see that uh, you could see more of how that's going to take it. So it does change the profit, uh, uh, you know, the risk factor a little bit. So again, don't do it unless you're really confident that's going to work. But that it is going to continue going down. But if you really have that being the case, you can absolutely. Wow, that is cool repair that. And then one other way. So I talk about that one. There, there's one other one I want to share with you that I'm bullish, but I'm bullish from this lower point, right? So uh, it's pulled back, but I really do think it's going to go up, but I don't like the fact that I'm all the way up here at the 110, I'm sorry, the 410, 430. So watch this one here. I'm again, taking my, um, uh, let me go take a clean snapshot of it. So you're um, saying maybe, maybe it reaches a point where you feel that it's support and it's going to go up from here. Um, correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. So now I'm gonna take my snapshot and then I'm going to come over here. Same thing. Um, and this one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy, uh, so this, I'm going to lay an inverted butterfly on top of this. That's what it is. But let me just tell you what I'm going to do. And it's really easy to follow this because whatever I sold before, I'm going to buy whatever okay. I bought before I'm going to sell twice. So you're closing out one and opening up another. And then I'm going to go down here and whatever that spread was, I'm going to go down here and buy that. Now, what that just did for me was uh, it put me in a situation where now, again, I have a little bit more in the trade. So again, it does put more money in the trade. I will tell you that one of the things about a four-legged, and if you would, we had talked a little bit ago about you doing um, uh, some condor stuff. Uh, you can get, when you're doing a four leg because of what it does for the market maker, you can absolutely get a lot better in the spread. Right? Yeah. And you can and, hit the mids a lot easier. Yeah. Right. You can hit the mids a lot easier. And we're talking about here, each of these options, right? And you got four of them because you got two of this one are over a dollar spread. So you got a four plus dollar spread going on here, almost a $5 spread. So if you got into that, it's going to make a big difference. It could reduce the cost of this trade by almost half. Uh, mm, by getting wow. in between the spread because this is all done at the natural. But what it does now is instead of being in this um, 
that uh, that higher strike, the 410, 430. Now I'm in 390, 410. Right. So scroll back down for me so I can see the visual. So we were in the red one, and we're considering going to the blue one, which pulls in our uh, profit uh, break-even points. Well, it, it does adds a, adds a little bit more money to the trade, but it reduces my break-even point yeah. by uh, about in this particular case about fifteen dollars. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Right. Yep. So my break-even point. So goes it's kind of like what we talked about earlier with your SOS strategy, right? Um, right. But but now we don't have stock involved. We're we're all right. We're, we're just all options, oh, right? I, I start cool. with stock, even though I know it was a little complex to get the concept. I start with stock because it's a you know a lot of people can relate to it a little bit better. But when you look at this from from here, where I had a four eighteen, now it's just on this, just rolling the bull call spread that uh, down. I go from a four eighteen break even, uh, literally down to a four hundred two break even. So I'm bringing it down by sixteen dollars, dropping my break even point on this, and that's without working to get between the spread because I know I can get probably another two dollars off of that uh, break even point by by working the spread. So, so we started with the bull call spread, and we're we're basically rolling down to another bull call spread. Am I correct? We are- Exactly rolling okay, down the we'll call spread. Yep, got it's just it. a, it's just a roll down in this case, and you're doing it by putting uh, an inverted butterfly on top of it. Is literally what you're doing. Oh, okay. Right? Now I understand what you mean by the inverted because I see the the one two one. Well, actually, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said inverted. I'm, I'm, my mistake. It's just a regular butterfly. Sell the body uh, by the wings, right? Yeah. Uh, right. So this is actually I'm putting a butterfly on top of my current bull call. Okay. Right. I said it right yet. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking of the put side, but yeah, on this side, I'm, I'm literally just putting a butterfly on this and the, the strike I'm selling is the strike I'm long in my bull call spread. And then you go out and you, you buy the wings and that rolls the whole thing down by literally the amount of the spread plus whatever the cost is. So, so in this case, literally about $16 drop in the, in the break even point in the trade. So, so let's, let's talk about the scenario of this. I'm long. Uh, this is Roku. I'm long Roku. Things didn't work out. I still want to be long Roku. I can repair it to be in this way to where my break even on Roku comes in. I think you were saying $15 there. I'm taking a little more risk. I understand that by doing this, I'm taking more risk. But if Roku does bounce back like I want it to, I still have a bullish thesis. I'm going to make my money back faster. Not as much, but I'll make it back faster. Right, right. Yep. I'd rather make it back. I mean, look, uh, you know, there's a higher probability the stock's going to hit. 403, then it's going to hit 418, right? right? right. So, you know, and, and by the way, it's a $15, you're going to be about 16, $17 drop by the time you get between your spread, realistically about a $17 reduction in your break even point in the trade. And uh, yeah, you're not going to make as much, but you're going to make it quicker. And then if you still like the trade from there, fine, take this one off and go put another one on. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I mean, I've had times where I remember several years ago in Cisco, I was in four Back to back, I rolled it and took money because you can also, if it goes up, there's another way you can roll it where if it goes up, you can roll it up to a higher one, take money right. off the table and continue to run it, right? And and that same thing, I did that like four times or five times on Cisco. I've done it on quite a few stocks that way. And um, it's a really uh, powerful way to continue to ride the trend. And we even talked about, when we talked about bull call spread a few weeks ago, we talked about, hey, if it goes up, don't say th- that's not the end of your trade. You know, Take that off and put it on again, right? But there's ways to do it in a combination to get even better pricing and all that in your trade. So here's the thing I want to really make the point on here as we're talking about this is that, is that, that, you know, we talk about this, we talk about the, the covered college. We, I didn't really go into that much on the covered call adjustment where sometimes I get into that. Uh, but, um, that, you know, we, we talked about flipping the bull call to bear call. We also talked about rolling it down so I can do that. Here's the thing about it. Once you've made the trade, once you got in a trade, you just want to look at your, your stuff as inventory, right? Mm-hmm. I started out as a bull call spread. Doesn't mean I have to stand a bull call spread, right? You know, uh, you know. I, I mean, one of the it's, it's a simple adjustment. That's not what I do very often. But if it pulls back, I could just buy back my sh- my short call for cheap, and if it comes back up, my long call could make money quicker, right? That's a possibility. That's a that's an adjustment. If you follow that, you, well, I'm in my vertical spread mm-hmm. drops. Buy back my upper strike for cheap, the one I sold, and now if it comes back, my lower strike. May not ever get to where it was, but I can still make money because I don't have my upper strike working against me. Yes. Right? So, yeah. so there's other ways. You can, so the big thing is, I know 11 different ways to fix a bull call spread. Um, this is well, adjust because some of them are profit taking. But the thing I want to really get a part across here is, it's just inventory. What can I do with what I got? 
just like if I have a stock and it goes up and it kind of looks like it's topping for a little bit, I might yeah. that might be a good time to sell a covered call. Well, you start out with a stock, now you're in a covered call, right? So, Rance, so let me thing. let me ask you a philosophical question. Mm -hmm. All right, this is something that I I struggled with for a long time. If a stock is working for me, all is good. I'm going to take my position. I'm going to roll it out. I'm going to keep it going like you talked about there, right? I mean, essentially, you could roll put spreads basically forever if the stock continues to go up. Yep. At what point would you, as a trader, decide, you know what? I want to get out versus I want to keep trying to repair this trade. So the, uh, the, the answer to that really is uh well that's not yeah, the answer your opinion that, that's really opinion, what i'm looking my, my for opinion, here. my opinion yeah when i no longer have a clear outlook right that's the hardest to me the hardest market to trade is shifting sands mm -hmm. right when when things when you're not sure you know is it going to go up is it going to go down is it like you know what what's happening but once you have a clear i don't care whether it's bullish bearish stagnant uh, once you have a clear outlook and you have, it, it, you know, and that can be market driven, but it's also a lot of times stock driven, right? Uh, there, you know, like we've talked about the COVID stocks that we're benefiting that are starting to lose some of their luster, like, like zoom. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so because there's a, there's now light at the end of the tunnel, right? So, uh, it might still be six months out, whatever, but it's still, there's light there. Uh, so, so if you don't know what's going to happen, if you don't have a good outlook of what's going to happen, that's when I cut whether prop win, lose, draw, whatever cut. But if I really feel like there's an opportunity here, um, and I now have a reason to have a clear outlook in a direction there, that's something that, 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 that I'm going to do. And, you know, one of the cool things that we haven't talked about these kind of things, but we have a scoring system that looks at, uh, technical analysis, uh, what the institutions and insiders are doing, how the stock is valued, uh, and you know, what's going on with fundamentals and, uh, you know, those kind of things on, on this, uh, to, to weigh, help us weigh out. And there's also, you know, in-depth analysis you can do on it to know, to, to get an educated decision, uh, together on a stock. Um, but if I don't know, I'm going to get out hmm. now. I will tell you about one little thing on this. Uh, when we were developing the platform, um, we didn't have virtual accounts and all that ready yet. And so we were doing all the testing with real accounts. Uh, we do one lots and stuff, but you know, we wouldn't be trading on $3,000 stocks, but we would be doing a lot of the testing for real on this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times things would fill and the tester, the, the, the staff, they weren't considering, uh, you know, they didn't want them to fill, but a lot of times they did. And so what I did was I took it as a personal challenge that every time one of those filled, I wanted to fix it. I wanted to make sure that whatever happened with it, I exited that trade profitably, uh, no matter what went on. So I didn't have the choice of the stock I got into. I just had the choice of how I dealt with it when we were in there. And it was a very, very powerful experience because um, it I, I learned the flexibility, but I also learned there's times where you just can't you can't do it. And, yeah. you know, and, and I was a uh, director of options trading at TD Ameritrade for about four years. And we saw people start to adjust, 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 adjust. And they just got themselves right. in where now they've got a guaranteed locked in loss that there's no way to get out of. And so you definitely don't want to do that. You want to weigh it out, make a right decision. But, um, and I'll tell you, one of the great things about this is you, you get the platform, you get a hundred thousand dollar virtual account to go trade with. Hey, and cool. Yeah, it's a, right. We have virtual Thank trading. Come, I, I've been looking for a place to paper trade. I had no idea it was in there. Yep, we have a, a paper trading account. So when you go to open up account, you just choose the virtual account, and uh, you got a hundred thousand dollars to play with. You can actually have up to four of those in the uh, platform. Um, and one of the things that's kind of cool to do is go throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and then yeah. go work it. Right, go yeah. work it because if you can learn how to weather those things. Uh, you know, it's like I'm a pilot and I learned how to fly in Ohio with, uh, you know, some pretty hefty winters and all that stuff. Um, then I lived in Florida for a long time. And other than the thunder bumpers in the summer, eh, it's really easy flying. Well, uh, people that knew my experience of the north were more comfortable with me as the pilot than people that didn't have that experience because, uh, you know, you knew how to weather the storm. And by having that experience here of putting on some things that don't go well. And even if you cut your losses, you might want to see if you can track your way through to see, would there be a way I could have gotten out of this, you know, and, and use it as a learning experience. And again, uh, because of the virtual account and because of the journaling capability and all that within the platform, it gives you a great chance to be able to do that. And, you know, you can 
tag it as a, you know, by the way, if you do an adjustment on a trade, it automatically tags as an adjustment and tracks through as, an, as a trade that you did on adjustment. You can see how you're doing on your adjustments. And if your adjustments are losing you money, it's the, you know, then you're doing the wrong things there, yeah. right? So right. Uh, it's a great way to be able to track that as well. So, wow. uh, yeah, I, the thing I just want to get across is just because you're in a trade that went the wrong way on you doesn't mean that you have to accept that as, uh, you know, as, as a loss. Sometimes cutting your losses is the right thing to do. But if you have a clear outlook from this point, wherever it's moved to, look at how you can take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. Wow. This was super educational. Rance, I love having you guys on, both of you guys, to come on and, and to, to share this with me. Um, in fact, I was joking with uh, Rance before the show because you know he's been around the block, I'm going to guess, two to three years more than me, probably not more than that. And, um, you know, right now it's like on, uh, on the wall street bets, it's like main street versus the suits. And I was calling them the suits and he's like, I'm not one of the suits. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny that you have all these guys, you know, the, the, uh, the, it really is kind of amusing to see the hedge funds crying about uh, market manipulation by crowdsourcing when, you know, so it's by crowdsourcing versus them versus big money. Yeah. But come on, they're doing this stuff all the time. Betting on GameStop going down, shorten GameStop because they think it's going to go. Uh, you know, that's, that's you know, to some levels, market manipulation and stuff. But, uh, and all of a sudden, these, uh, you know, crowdsourcing, pulling it out, causes, uh, you know, one firm was like, what, $3.8 billion on yeah. it, you know. Uh, hey, let me ask so. you this. I, I, had, I had seen some, because I've been, I've been obviously watching as this goes on. I had seen something that I think is misinformation. And I want to ask you, because I think you're going to know. Um, they're saying that something like AMC or uh, GameStop or, or whoever is short, they have until options expiration day to cover their shorts. And if they don't, then they have to buy back all the stocks. And I'm like, I don't feel that that's right. I don't think it has anything to do with it because they can hold that short forever, right? Am I, did I? They, they, they can. Uh, yeah. what the, the, the challenge is, uh, you know, if you're $3.8 billion upside down, what's your cop, cap requirement, right? You know, if you or I shorted a stock and it went up, there's going to be a point in time where we're going to get margin call to bring in more money. Right. Right. And it, uh, so there's a limit that they can on how, and that has nothing to do with options. And, and, yeah. uh, Chris Mercer here, uh, uh speak in on this, if you can, uh, on this, uh, from your experience with the brokerage side, and all that, you've been with multiple brokerage firms in the past options have, there's, there's nothing around that that has anything to do with uh, directly with, uh, how you have to get out of a short position. Right. No, not at all. Yeah. I don't. No, I didn't think so, and I was so confused because I'm like, "Why are they spreading this? Like, I don't, I don't see how options expiration has anything to do with these short shares. I mean, they're they're like two different beasts we're talking about. Completely. Yep. Okay. Now, if you're short, if you're short options betting on something that way, then you have obviously that's a, but that's not what we were talking about there. No. Right. No, no, they they were short the stock, expecting GameStop to go bankrupt eventually. Right. And I still think that's going to probably happen. Yeah. And they point. can keep those short shares for as long as they want. I mean, they're going to as pay long interest as they on have it or whatever. Capital to deep cover pockets. Yeah. Right. right. If they've got a deep enough pocket to do it. And at some point in time, they might go, you know what? This is now uh, affecting us in a way that we have, you know, uh, capital calls that we have, you know, or whatever that they decide that they have to cut their losses on it, which is, yeah. I believe, one of the things that happened with the hedge fund, the $3.8 yeah, well, I got I got to tell you, I'm so glad I got to speak with somebody smarter than me about this because because reading this, I'm like, there's I don't feel that this is correct. So good. Yeah, what I will tell you about one of the things about Wall Street Bets is that there are uh, some people on there know what they're doing, and there's a lot of people that are really new to the game and ride yes. this well, ride. And you have to, I mean, not that we haven't had a misinformation issue around, you know, a whole bunch of different things in this, you know, uh, in in recent times. And um, this is one of those you have to really watch that you know what you're doing and. Uh, uh, you know, there, there's great resources like yourself and, you know, different people about what, how the markets work, uh, educate yourself on it. Uh, be careful taking one guy's opinion off of a uh, subreddit, uh, you know, make sure that you really know what it is. Yeah. And not only that, like I, I saw that, uh, now, obviously I, I'm, I'm new to the community there as well. Um, I saw it was like one and a half million people a couple of weeks ago and now it's over 6 million. So you got a lot more opinions in there that, uh, than there used to be. So. It's right. interesting to watch. It, it, it is. It's uh, it's an interesting, and, and the thing is, how many of those people are, uh, you know, really new to the market that are jumping in because they have this great opportunity? Uh, yeah. They think this is a great opportunity. And the problem is, people that are late to the party are going to get burned. 
Yeah, right? the time. people buying at the top are going to get hurt, and you know, and then there's going to be more uprising about that, and all. But that's, uh, uh, you know, that's about knowing what you're doing in it, and don't leverage yourself. To, somebody talking about putting all of your wealth in it, uh, because these are, you know, super great opportunities. Um, well, you know, right now at GameStop, at the numbers it's at, I don't know that that's a great opportunity. And even <laughs> you were talking about AMC, uh, AM, look, they got some problems. And I mean, you know, empty, by the way, a couple, few, few months ago, a couple months ago, I rented out an entire theater to go watch Tenet. Me and, me and two of my friends. Oh yeah. Rented tent, rented the theater to, to now uh, it sounds really cool. It cost me 150 bucks because they didn't have yeah. any fun, I, right? I saw some specials like that. It's like do a private screening for a hundred dollars or something. Yep. That's it, so, it, that's really cool. Honestly. I'm in the Bay area and here it was, uh, it was 150, but it was still, you know, like California uh, tax. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. It, it, but it's I'm still surprised the governor lets you out of your house to go do it. I'm just saying. Right. So anyway, that's, a. uh, uh, uh it is kind of an interesting thing right now with what's going on in the markets. AMC definitely has a hard road in front of them. Uh, they may end up filing bankruptcy in the process um, because they need to get rid of some of the leases and debt that they have. And here's the one thing that you need to know if a company does that. It doesn't mean the company goes away. It means a reorganization. But where are you as a stockholder? Um, you know, I've had people say, well, you're kind of at the end of the line. for No, no, no. You're the guy holding the door open for the end of the line to go into court to ask for money from the bankruptcy. Uh, you get wiped out. So as high as GameStop is, if GameStop files bankruptcy because the fundamentals of the company is nothing, the comp it, it, it will go to zero. And if you own the stock, you don't have anything afterwards. So just be aware of that. It's a risk factor you have to watch. Well, let me let me add one other thing to this too. Is that right now the conversation seems to be about like it's like, oh we're taking down the man, right? We're taking down these professional short hedge funds and guys you know, like this you is in a, suits. Just, oh, yeah, as yeah. I'm the but, one in the suit jacket. Right, but, but the thing you got right. But you got to remember the thing like that's the argument right now. It's like okay, there's short people and then these other guys that are winning, right? And they're beating them and they're hurting them by by running these stock prices up through crowdfunding. But here's the thing that nobody's talking about. Okay, what's and this is probably who's really behind all this stuff. The real winners are all the actual longtime shareholders and board members who are now probably you're going to find after the fact selling these stocks at prices they never could have imagined because these companies are all in danger of going bankruptcy past COVID and probably most of them will. And this is giving them all an opportunity to take huge amounts of profits off the table that they probably were not. So that's not being put in the conversation. But if you're trying to fight the man, you just put a lot of money in, in insider pockets right here. Well, you know, I actually have a, a friend of mine who um, texted me a couple of days ago. He's like, hey, we need to talk. And I'm like, OK. And he goes, um, I bought GameStop and AMC like years ago. And I never expected this. And I don't know what to do. <laughs> So, yeah, people exactly like that, you know, yep. I was so happy for him, really, because it's like a windfall that he never in his life expected. And he was texting me today. He's like, I just sold half of it, you know, at 370. And I was like, dude, you got to go out and treat yourself tonight. You did good. Right. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, I know a college guys, student that's waiting for it to get to 500 so he can pay off a student loan. <laughs> you know? Maybe, maybe. But then you got to pay taxes too. And I think that I, I'm a little worried about people who are viewing this as free money because at the end of the day, they're going to have to pay that capital gains tax and they're going to well, not know what to do a year yeah, from now. It's actually, it's actually, if they're doing the short term, it's even worse because it's not, it's going to be ordinary income, not capital gain because they didn't hold it long enough to qualify for yeah, capital fair gain. Fair point. Right? Yeah. You know, so that's a, that's a piece that can, uh, you know, can really bite you on it if you're not careful. So, uh, so beware in those guys, things, guys. It's a, it's a, it can be fun. Not saying don't have fun with it, but just you know, be careful what you have in it because it, you can get bit at the end of the day. Right. And you know what? Let's get back on topic here. Let's send everybody to marketgear.com/crucial. You just got to see a whole heap and helping, as we say here in Texas, a whole heap and helping of demos. And you probably could tell that there were several things that I actually am really excited about. So I got to get in there and start learning it myself. Head to marketgear.com slash Chris to get two weeks free plus 50% off your first month of the Market Gear platform that we've been talking about and showcasing here today. And thank you guys for coming on, learning us all this stuff, as we say here in Texas as well. Uh, you would think that people here in Texas don't know what we're doing. And <laughs> half the time you may be right. But in the process, you know, I really appreciate you guys coming on, teaching us something. And uh, really, I, I have got so much information from talking to you and I, I, I can't wait to, to have you back on so I can learn even more. Cause you know, 
the podcast is half for selfish reasons. I get to learn from you guys and <laughs> share it with others. <laughs> well, glad to be able to be here. Look forward to being able to do this again in the future. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm gonna be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're gonna get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.